I thought I'd do something a little different today, almost like a quick hit. We recently did a challenge where it just ended and the women came out with a bunch of gems on different things related to love and guys. Like for example, um, how to talk so he will listen six keys to a healthy marriage like you have to have these foundational things and if you don't that could be why you have problems type of thing um how to make your husband your best friend the fastest ways to get your love and intimacy heightened and so when we went through these things inside the challenge that just ended we walked away with some real gems and i thought oh what a great thing to do if i do like a quick podcast where i'll highlight what those were so it would be like as if you sat there with the challenge i mean you're not getting everything but you're getting a lot of the best takeaways Let's do it. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Mindful Musima, mom of five, licensed educator, 25 plus years. Alhamdulillah, coming to y'all every week, talking about the advice you need on topics that are really important in your life. And um, what we do at Mindful Muslim, if you're new to us here, is we help women go from surviving everyday life to thriving as women of impact. Getting you empowered, getting you to be the best version of yourself is what we do it step by step. We have tons of free products of every kind that you could download on our website, www.mindful-muslim.com. And we really look forward to connecting with you just like we did this weekend. Sometimes we get to even do it in person, like when we had gone to Minnesota. So like sometimes we're in person, sometimes we're in virtual private challenges and classes and courses. And then the podcast here is just where the party gets started, right? But then it, it continues over in those places. So in the past, I don't know, week and a half, we had done a challenge and it just wrapped up yesterday. It's so sad because when you meet with a group of women every day and you start to get, you know, all their names. So like shout out to so many of you like um, Huma, Ashley, um, SubhanAllah, Francisco was in there, Sakina was there, Emily was there. We had so many sisters that were in the Mamunatu was there. So many sisters. And if I didn't say your names, it's just I could be here all day, right? Alhamdulillah. So many of them were so, so beautiful and did such great, great work. And um, I thought sharing some of those gems that they had collected with all of you ladies would be another way for them to gain hasanets with the rest of the world. So for every sister that shared in there um, and some of that ended up being part of this podcast, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you. Now, I'm obviously not going to say anybody's names or anything like that. Um, but let me just start off by saying what some of the women were experiencing so that you can understand what we kind of worked around and then some of the solutions and gems, inshallah. And then today actually opens the day when we open our course. We have a Marriage Boost course where we teach all of this stuff in great detail. It's only open now for about maybe seven to nine days to get in. So I do want to say if you're listening to this podcast and it is within those seven to nine days, um, it just opened the 28th of August and then it will go on maybe for about a week or week and a couple days. Um, make sure if you are interested in working on it, you get in before the deadline because we close the doors and that's it. Um, more information on that, you can always look at our um, WhatsApp. We have a WhatsApp, by the way, for any questions when women have not questions to me. That's what sometimes happens. This is not where you ask me personal questions. Those you need consultation calls. But we have a group that like where you could ask questions about the courses and things we have. 347. And this is a one three four seven because it's a U.S. number two eight six ten twelve. So if you all have any questions about that or something that we have that you might you know want to try, more than welcome to ask the team in there. All right, so let's get started. So today we were talking about that we're going to give you some gems from the marriage booth. So some of the things that we covered inside of there were how to talk so that he will listen 
tips for fixing marriage. Like you must have these tips. Um, the six keys to healing your marriage, how to make your husband your best friend. And what are some secrets for increasing love and intimacy? So um, are the most important things you have to consider. So we started off in the beginning with some like really basic concepts and then we showed them over time how each concept overlaps and interacts another. And so what, what one thing I want to say is a lot of the women were saying that they were experiencing that their husbands were distant. They could feel like the intimacy was so much less over time. There were some sisters who weren't married that were in the challenge that were because they've seen that happen to their own parents. They didn't understand how or why it happened because it doesn't just happen overnight. Then what they could do to prevent it in their marriage, there was a lot of fear. So for the women, then the women who were actually experiencing that in the moment, so there were a lot of anxiety. So that was where I met them. And there was a lot of limiting beliefs and limiting beliefs are really important. We talk about them on this podcast in many forms, but one thing I'll say, if you don't know what a limiting belief is, limiting belief is when you are telling yourself it's not possible. And one thing that I are like telling yourself something can't happen. And when I tell women, and so oftentimes we think it's us telling us, but really we have to be careful. It's us also telling Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he doesn't have the ability to do something in our life. Like, oh, I'll never find a guy who, who you're really going to put that limit on Allah. Billah. Oh, no, I'm not doubting Allah. I'm just saying like for me and my situation, like Allah created the entire world, right? The the intricacies of how the heart works, just that one organ alone or other organs or the fact that the planets are put in such a position that if they went one inch to the left or to the right, the entire universe could come crumbling down. It is incomplete perfection. Do you think he doesn't know how to connect you with another person inside of the same earth that he made? He can do anything. Alhamdulillah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us for doubting him. But when we say I can't, it's never going to happen, that's what we're doing. I want to say there is a connection to a lack of tawakkul. And you said, but no, sis, I have good reason. Like, you see, this is what's happened. This is what's happening. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he also tells us to trust his qadr. And then we have to be honest with ourselves if we're like doing our due diligence. So what a lot of the women came to us in the challenge was like, this is what I believe. I believe, you know, I'm because my husband's a different culture, I'm not going to connect with him or I'm not going to be a good enough wife to what his expectations are, right? A lot of um, women experience that, especially reverts. Another one seemed to be like, um, you know, I'm not lovable because my husband doesn't show me the attention. If I was lovable, he would, you know, and, and we're getting these types of things. These are limiting beliefs. What we had to do is first we had to break those down and turn those around, and we did, alhamdulillah. And at the beginning of the challenge, you see this this doom and gloom, right? But by the end of the challenge, I had showed them just a couple tools that they could use. I think it was like 10% out of the 100% I have inside the course. And then from there, I said, look, how powerful are these if you just dove into them? And they're like, oh, you know, my gosh, I'm already thinking, I'm already trying. And they saw this ray of hope. And that's what I want to say was the purpose of this challenge. It was to explain to women that I know you're approaching your marriage maybe right now with this negative mindset because it is a, in a bad state maybe, but you have so much power to fix it. So much power beyond what you believe. Obviously, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the all-knowing, all-wise, almost powerful. But I'm trying to say is we often feel stuck or like disabled in a relationship where I you know, have done it all I can. He's not listening to me. But we don't break down like, why is that happening? Why is he not connecting? Why does he not want to spend time with you? Why is he not sharing? Why is it? Oh, that's how men are. No, it's not actually how it works. 
And we go into deeper things. And what they realize, I'll give you one example. One gem that was a takeaway was um, we were talking about intimacy and we were talking about why they were struggling with it. And one thing that was part of, because there's many types of intimacy, there's emotional, physical, psychological, spiritual, whatever. And we were talking about just the emotional intimacy piece. I was giving some samples and examples of how to get their husband to um, you know, listen based on what the stuff we had in the course and, and get more intimacy with him, obviously. And we weren't talking about physical intimacy. We we're talking about emotional because people don't realize this. Your physical intimacy with your husband is very much related to your emotional so what happened was um, we were talking about vulnerability and for people to get intimate with each other, you have to be vulnerable. Now on this podcast, I allow you to be vulnerable. How do I do that? I do that by creating a safe space for you. Inside of Thrive Muslima, our global sisterhood, shout out to all the sisters in there, we create safe spaces because we want women to feel vulnerable. We're not trying to take advantage of them. We just want them to get to that point. And there's a reason. When we do our mentorship program, which is like our $300 coaching program that the women in Thrive get for free inside of there, which is about to start, shout out to the women who are signed up for that. Um, we have to make a safe space for women to be vulnerable. And what I pose to the women is, why is vulnerability so important? And they said, well, it allows the person to open up and be themselves and feel like they can share anything with you. And it builds trust. It builds trust and it builds intimacy between you. I said, yeah. And what happens if you don't have that safe space? What do you do? What's the opposite? Well, the opposite is they distance themselves from you. They don't share anymore. They get quiet. And I said, ah, and, they, and then you could see the little bells ring off, like ding, ding, ding. Oh, that's my husband right now. I said, hmm. Well, let's look at what builds emotional intimacy so that we can see why he maybe got there. Because maybe we're doing something that could have given off some vibes that were not approachable. And they're like, yeah, you think so? And I said, yeah, let's look at it. Well, my husband's that way. My husband's not, you know, no, no. I said, well, forget about the husband for a minute. Like we can go there all day. But like, let's just look at ourselves for a moment. Because Islam calls for us to do this internal reflection first, right? So we did. And we talked about when um, one of the ways that, you know, approaching our husband and finding out, I gave him some tips and actions and stuff. I'm not going to go into all of it here about how they can get um, more to find out what makes their husband vulnerable so they could start to do it with him, like basically like have a solution to reach him. And anyway, as we did that, what we realized was part of it was that when our husband's telling us things that in the past we didn't like. Let's pretend it was like he's giving us like, he's letting us know he's about to travel and he's not going to be home. And then we like freak out like, oh, wow, well, you know, it's going to be hard for me with the kids. I was just giving that example. Or like maybe um, he talks about his friends and like every time he gets on the friend subject, because we have such a sensitivity with the friends, we don't realize it, but our like um, our face, we're making faces right? We're making faces at him like, hmm, hmm, friends are. And so with our reactivity, sometimes like our gut reaction to say, wait, wait, why'd you do that? You didn't even tell. Or with our facial expressions, we are giving the vibe, okay? We are not approachable. We are not approachable because we are going to come at you in some way of displeasure. And they were like, oh my gosh, that's me. And I was like, hmm, are you doing this regularly with him about this and this? They go, well, I don't do it with everything, but I definitely do it with this and I definitely do it with this. I said, well, how do you think that makes him feel? They're like, well, that makes him feel kind of like he doesn't want to share with me because I'm going to react. I was like, hmm. So then what does he do? They're like, then he goes off into his corner. I was like, hmm. They were like, oh my gosh. I thought he was just being distant and annoying and I realized I may have seriously played a role in that. I was like, hmm. 
So there was a lot of self-realization and there's so much work to be done. And it's not about blaming ourselves for things that husbands do. Of course not. It's just that the point is any human being is going to be more open, more vulnerable, share more, want to be close to you more when they feel safe with you. They feel there's no judgment. They feel that they can come to you and be welcomed with open arms and not get attitude and aggression. There is a place for describing displeasure. We're not saying don't. We're just saying we realize that some level of his disconnectivity maybe had to do with us and we weren't even realizing it. So as they were wanting to get their marriage better, they didn't realize that, wow, so if I stopped that, I could actually make him come my way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. 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 So how do I stop that? Well, first of all, we talked about We talked about a really important other gem that we walked away with was self-awareness. So much of what their issues were in their marriage, they realized they had let it go too far. There was not a lot of awareness of how upset they were, how um, angry they were, and how it showed up in other places. There were so many things happening. And when we then learned about what, what attracts men and how to make you your best friend and all this stuff like that, and we put connectivity together, they're like, oh my gosh, I was blocking the connection the whole time. So what I want to tell you as a woman is sometimes you can feel like your marriage is at the end, but you don't realize that you are blocking the progress. You think it's just him. You think it's just your connection. You just think it's some bad thing that happened in the past. So you're not going to get over it. No, there's actually so many things you can do. We went over things like, um, like other things other than emotional intimacy, like bids or, or other types of trust and important things they had to open up themselves to. And from these things, the women realized like, gosh, I got a lot more tools in my toolbox to fix this marriage. This marriage is not looking so hopeless and desperate after all. And our goal at Mindful Muslim here is to help women, like we said, empower them. You cannot be empowered. You cannot feel strong and confident as a woman, especially with your husband enough to, you know, get your rights and make sure that you're giving him his rights and everybody's on a good page. If you don't learn, I'm sorry, it's bottom line. Knowledge breeds growth and knowledge is incumbent upon every Muslim. So what we were doing is we were saying, ladies, if you're really, really dedicated, let's do this journey together. And I taught them and I helped them. And many of them are going on to learn with us inside of the Marriage Boost course, the entire program, because they realize that, gosh, this is only 10% of what I could do to fix my marriage. And you have like another 90% where I could dive in and really, really fix this. And they were committed. And I really respect that about them. Because I said to them right in the beginning, look, you got to look at it as the long haul with marriage. Marriage every day, there's going to be a problem. Monday's going to be a problem. Tuesday's going to be a problem. Wednesday's going to be a problem. I said, if you're going to like think about whatever happened today, you know, that's it for the rest of the month. You can't, or the rest of the year, like you can't look at it like that. What I noticed the trend is with Gen Z and millennials and all that is nobody has any patience. And you know, the older generations before that, myself and others, <laughs> the older ones, we see a huge difference in people's ability to stick the long haul because people are like, it's not good for my mental health. I'm not putting up with that. That And, and there is some truth to that, but there is a, a complete lack of summer. And it's just Islamically recognized by the scholars right now. We're taught as Muslims to work through important relationships. And people are just so frustrated, mostly because they don't know how to work through it. So imagine if, you know, you could still have that, you know, perspective where you're like, you know, it's not good for my mental health. If I want to get out, I'll get out. Okay, cool, cool. But before you take that step, what if you had tools where you could 
possibly save that marriage and not have a problem because the truth is you actually have a lot more things that you could do. You're just not doing them. And I think just to throw that away, especially God forbid if you had a child, would just be ridiculous if you actually could do something, right? Wouldn't it be worth it? You just spent how much money on that wedding? You just announced to the entire community that you're married. You're just gonna you're just gonna be like, oh, you know, we're divorced now. Like, really? You're gonna let it go like that? You're gonna ruin the child's future and you haven't even tried? The biggest motivator for me when I was considering divorce, as many of you know, I was divorced and remarried, was my child, my children. I had two at the time in that, I mean, I still have two, those two, alhamdulillah. But I mean like that I was debating in that situation with. So my point to you is, this was a really, really difficult time for me. And I had to say I had to do all that I could before I said, no, enough is enough. And, and that's what I did. And then when I was done with it, I realized, nope, I can freely go from this relationship. I've done all I could. And I felt really good about it. And they didn't understand why I felt so confident. I was like, nope, tried all these things. And it proved to me. So that's another one. If you're debating about divorce, it really helps to know that you've done these things. So I did them. And by the end, I was like, yep, feel super confident now. And then this likewise with my marriage now, I do the same tactics to keep my marriage good. And I realize every day why I shouldn't leave this marriage. It's a great marriage and I'm so happy to be here. Alhamdulillah, I'm grateful, right? So that's the thing is it just affirms for you. So people are confused. It also gives you that clarity to have knowledge. But that knowledge doesn't just come walking up and bite you. And I find like a lot of women, we want solutions and we're very, very, um, how do I say this? We're very caught up in the moment. Or we just have that like brain where, oh my gosh, one minute I'm on TikTok and the next minute I'm doing the laundry and the next minute I'm doing something with my, 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 you know, email and the next minute, like we're just all over the place mentally. We're a bit of a mess sometimes. And what happens is when there is a path already set for you with zero effort, you just have to click, click, click to the next step. It is so easy to get through something because a lot of us, like there was a sister who called me yesterday and she was like, I'm a mess. I had a new baby. My house is a mess. Everything's a mess. And I get those calls all the time. And when we really looked at it is that she had no pathway. She had no system. I'm like, sis. And then because of it, she's, she's like so upset with herself. I'm a failure. She actually used this word. I'm a failure. I'm like, oh my gosh, that makes me so sad. This woman is not a failure. This woman is just has a failed system or no system at all. Literally, I could take the same woman that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created, give her a system, and mind you, we have systems for life balance, which is what she was describing, and she will be able to do everything she needs to do and feel good about herself and succeed. It's really that simple. But a lot of people, they don't have a pathway to get where they're going, so they just have that sense of like, I'm all over the place, I'm a mess, and then they're really mean to themselves. How Are you like that? Are you a person who's blaming yourself for your problems? I'm not saying that there isn't a level of ourselves where we take the accountability and go, yeah, okay, I'm to blame. But I think it would be kinder to ourselves if we instead had made the effort to have a, a pathway or a system to solve the problem we're trying to do. So for example, in her case, it was life balance. She then, I believe she joined um, our life balance program and then she went through and now she has this step-by-step -step and she's on her way and she's just like, oh my gosh, subhanAllah. The difference of just knowing like I have what I'm supposed to be doing tomorrow and the next day and I have a guide. So subhanAllah, for you in marriage, it's the same thing. What if someone walks you through every single step? So what I realized from this challenge, I mean, it's not what I realized because I, I know it already because that's why I do the challenges, is that our women have so much potential. 
They have so much potential for a better life, but they oftentimes blame themselves for failure or then they blame them, their spouse and then they like put their hands up like, oh, what can I do with this? There's nothing to be done. Tried it all. My huge argument has been and always will be, no, you haven't. Because if you haven't done many of the things that I'm suggesting, you're like totally far into them, then you haven't tried them, right? And couldn't they not be the possibility of the thing that saves it all? So my point is, when you're throwing your hands up on any relationship and saying enough is enough, make sure you've really done enough, quote unquote. Make sure you've really tried. And, and then thinking about trying what's worked. Like we have sisters and I gave them just story on top of story of other sisters who came to me on their knees. Like I am out. I'm about to get divorced. A lot of women right before they're about to get divorced, they come to me like they're I just want to confirm with you, sis. They have a right to get this divorce because it feels pretty horrible. And I do consultation calls. And I'll try to put the link below for my consultation calls. I know you guys keep DMing me. I'm getting a lot of DMs that you guys want to talk to me. And so alhamdulillah, I, I want to remind myself to put that down there. So you should be able to find that below in the description. But it's really important. It's really important that before you take that leap, you do something. And so I had all these women that I had these conversations in the past. And they did that. And then right before I, I said, look. What if I could show you something that might be able to save it? Would you be worth your time and effort? Because you have kids. You don't want them to lose their father. Would that be worth it? They say, yeah, I, it would be. I just, I don't know if I have it in me to try. And I was like, sis, for the sake of Allah, you really should. This is a gift that, you know, to have this family and stuff and your kids' as father, it, it, by, by all Islamic principle, really should try. She said, yeah, yeah, alhamdulillah. So then we, we talk to them and we have them, we support them in the school. And then when they come out, they're like, I have to be honest, there were so many things I didn't realize were possible. I'm so glad I learned about that. And so that is what I want you to know. I want you to know that if you're at the point of, of ending anything or almost ending, it's definitely important. If you're a woman who is not yet married, <laughs> not to bring the doom and gloom, um, I want you to know that what if you could learn all these things before it happened and you ended up like all those other women? Because a lot of them just didn't know. So really, really excited that I got to have this experience with them. Some of the gems I mentioned were um, about emotional intimacy and vulnerability and pushing our husband away. Another one was on bids and how they didn't realize that there were silent body language that they were giving off. There, there were things that their husband were calling them for help for and they were ignoring and not realizing how that built the distance. There were so many almost unspoken things that were happening in the marriage that were pivotal to why it was having its downfall. And the minute they became conscious, self-aware, and they started to to take control. Oh, the other one was their emotional instability. Some of them were just like, I'm a mess all day. I'm crying. I'm this. And some of them have realized that we had to take a pause in the marriage stuff and go back and deal with the emotional. And many of them joined our emotions course. So I want you to know that you have so much support out there ready to help you. But I just want you to take seriously the relationships you have and not give up on them to feel like you've really done your your earnest best. And Allah is most merciful, sisters, when we do that. We want to save our families. So many of our families are falling apart. And the Ummah, it's like almost 50% divorce rate. This is why we have to save it. This is why we're so passionate. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring our hearts together with our spouses. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the energy and the motivation to learn and do what we need to do to fix this and know that it's not going to happen unless we take the next step. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us that inspiration and motivation to take those steps. And I will keep you all in my duas. Keep sending me DMs on Instagram. I love to talk to you about all your things. And if you want to talk to me via consultation, the link's there. I'll talk to you in the next one. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.